Social media is insatiable. There's just no way to put enough out there. We all wish we had more content, but making quality articles, podcasts, and videos takes a ton of time and resources. What if there was a way to get new life out of the content you already have? And what's cool about that then is you're not just creating content to get likes, you're creating content that hopefully dives into something bigger, something longer, into a journey for that viewer. So it's just much more intentional and a lot easier to make. You're listening to Personal Injury Marketing Mastermind, the show where elite personal injury attorneys and leading edge marketers give you exclusive access to growth strategies for your firm. Shayna Weisinger is the founder and CEO of Repurpose House, and she's on a mission to show businesses how they can get the most out of the content they already have. I'm your host, Chris Dreyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. We help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings with search engine optimization. Being at the forefront of marketing is all about understanding. So let's get to know our guest. Here's Shana Weisinger, founder and CEO of Repurpose House. Honestly, since I was really, really little, I was like the only person in my entire family who knew how to work the video camera when I was like seven years old. So I was really drawn to video production since I was a kid, really. We would have like sleepovers with my cousin and we would do, which now I realize was like editing and post-production. We would have like three VCRs set up at like our sunroom in the back. And I'd be like, you know, we're disappearing in and out of frames and stuff. And it was just fun kid, you know, overnight stuff. But now I look back, I'm like, oh man, I was super into that since I can remember. So that's really where the initial draw came from. Nice, nice. So you would have crushed it at TikTok back in the day. <laughs> I would have. I was just a little too early. It's fine. <laughs> that's awesome. We've all heard the saying, content is king. And when I hear that saying, I think of just writing content, getting behind the keyboard warrior style, but videos really took off in these other mediums. You know, why do you think video is just such a good medium for social media marketing? Video is just the the quickest, easiest way to get any sort of message across, right? I mean, you don't have to read. We all have the attention spans of like squirrels, basically. And so the faster you can make something happen in front of somebody, the more likely they are to interact with it. So that's why, I mean, the stats all lean into video. And it's just because we all have that squirrel mentality of if something's moving in front of my face, that's going to catch my attention over something static any day. Absolutely. And that's why I had to delete the TikTok app and I have to just focus, turn off everything while I'm working. Yeah, because there's so many distractions this day and day and advertising is trying to distract you to pull you in. And, you know, before we dive into the nitty gritty of content repurposing, you know, can you tell us a little bit about why you set up Repurpose House and what your company stands for? Yeah, absolutely. So as you had said before, my background's video production and it was for digital marketing. One of the things that I was doing for clients, well, first of all, I, it was unique in the sense that I told a lot of clients no when they would ask for stuff and they were like, well, wait a second. But the thing is they were asking for like 10 minute long epic biopics over like how awesome their company is. And I'm like, nobody cares about your company. Like they, they will eventually, hopefully, if you give them enough content, you know, goodwill kind of stuff. But let's talk about the content we're going to create leading up to that, that you can serve them with that they will then care about you know, watching that video about how awesome you are, right? So in that journey of the video production for marketing, I started to do video podcasts for clients. And so we would do exactly what we're doing now, but in studio, we would stack a bunch of interviews. And one of the things that 
I was offering with that were the, the small repurposed assets, you know, the short mm-hmm. snippets with the captions and the branding and the whole thing sized for all of the platforms. And as I was trying to promote that service, the whole video production kind of package for podcasting to a bunch of podcasters who were traditionally audio, all of them, like the overwhelming majority were like, we don't care about the video piece, but if you only did the repurposing part for us, we will throw our money at you. And I was like, that's, okay. <laughs> that's it. And I was like, and there's nobody doing this already. And I went and started to do some research and there were tools where you could do it yourself, but it's like, who wants to do that? There are some people who want to DIY it and that's totally fine, but there's a lot of people who just don't want to do it at all. They just want it done for them. And so there wasn't a dedicated done for you service on just the content repurposing. There were like larger agencies that will make it part of a you know bigger package, a couple grand a month at least to even get that going, but just dedicated productized service. It didn't exist yet. So, um, I kind of put my head down and tried to build this thing so it could scale. And initially we started off with just podcasts. So it was called podcast memes at the very beginning for like two months or something. But we realized that podcasters weren't the demographic. They weren't the right audience because some of them were like, no, $200 a month, which is what it was originally is just too much. And then some of them were like, you're not charging enough. And we were like, what is happening? And we realized that the common denominator on all of the clients who were an awesome fit was not that they were just podcasters. It's that they were marketers who were using podcasting as one arm in their digital marketing strategy. And we were like, ah, light bulb. So we decided to, instead of repurpose podcast, repurpose everything. So blog posts, audio, video, eBooks, I mean, you name it. And now it's like, we help marketers repurpose content and that can include podcasts too. And before we like really dive in, cause I have so many questions that just spurred up in my mind when you were talking about that, let's get some, some basics here. So, you know, what is micro content and why does a business need it? Yeah. So micro content is going to be the small snippets that you share on social media out of the larger content that you're creating. It's a much more efficient, scalable way to create content for your company. So you're not constantly chasing, having to create new stuff for all the social media channels. Like social media is insatiable. There's just no way to put enough out there. And the most efficient, cleanest way to do it is to create pillar content, larger pieces of content, be it you know, text, audio, video, I'm sure we'll get into that later. And then create with intention, knowing that you're going to create micro pieces, the small snippets under two minutes out of it to then use on your social media strategy. And what's cool about that then is you're not just creating content to get likes, you're creating content that hopefully dives into something bigger, something longer, into a journey for that viewer. So it's just much more intentional and a lot easier to make. Full disclosure, we at Rankings.io are very happy clients of Repurpose House. One of the reasons we love working with them is they know the world of social media creative better than anyone. I asked Shana why micro content performs better than long form on social media platforms. Well, ultimately, it all boils down to stats. A lot of companies who are, you know, were ahead of the curve than I was, they ran a bunch of tests and they found that shorter content just outperforms longer content across all these platforms. Now, with the last year, there is an exception. Some longer form content was starting to really kick in with IGTV and things like that. You could get away with five to seven minutes. But ultimately, on most platforms, when you're posting to feeds, you're probably going to be in that under two minute range. And it's just funny because now all of these platforms are supporting all different lengths. So you've got like the IGTV for the longer stuff. You've got, I mean, if you're posting on Reels, just an Instagram. If you're posting on Reels, it's got to be under 30 seconds. If you're on Stories, it's under 15 seconds. It's like, 
everything is under 10 minutes, which is great, but the most performing content is really in that sweet spot of about two minutes on all of the platforms. And really, again, it's an attention thing. Like it's difficult to get up to 15 seconds of a view on anything. So imagine if you're putting out like really, really long form content, you got to get people into the piece. They're really not looking for that content generally on social media. So you're hitting them kind of without their permission, if you will. Like, yeah, you have permission to show your stuff on their feed, but they're not technically looking for that content whenever they're scrolling on Instagram, Facebook. So when you give them something, give them the micro piece. And then if they really want to dive into the heavier stuff, then you give them the next step into finding it. But when it's like YouTube, think about it, like YouTube or the blog, that's longer form content, but they have generally searched for that content. They're looking for the answer to that. So they've gone into YouTube and they put in the search where they went to Google and that video popped up or the article popped up. You can get away with a lot longer content when the intention was there. It's just whenever you're interrupting a feed, you know, getting to the point, being super impactful is going to be the way to do it. So it's kind of like the the movie trailer before the movie, so to speak. Totally. Let's dive deeper into that contextualizing those different platforms. And we'll, we'll have to really define these because, um, you know, some of these are relatively new Instagram reels, you've got YouTube shorts, I believe the name <laughs> is the name. And there's just so many of these platforms. So let's talk about how you repurpose house works to contextualize on these platforms. Yeah. So essentially it's as much or as little as really you as a marketer or your team wants to do really. So the real value is taking content that's already been created by your team, right? So if you create intentional content like a podcast like this, right? Or long form educational pieces of content where you can split it up into little tips, the top seven things to do when writing a blog post. Now, you know, you have seven small repurposed assets that are coming out of that. For us, it's chopping it up into those small micro pieces. It's also formatting it properly for all of the different platforms. That's really important. You can't just take a small snippet of video and throw it on a social media platform and think it's going to perform. Like for instance, 85% of people on Facebook and Instagram are watching videos on mute. So if you're a talking head, and you don't have captions burned onto the video, you know, not just the auto-populated ones from Facebook, people are just going to keep on scrolling. Also the shape and the size matters for the feed. So like square on your feeds as you're like anything you scroll with your thumb, with the exception of Instagram reels and all that fun stuff. So your LinkedIn's, Twitter's, Facebook's, anything you scroll with your thumb, it has to be square, putting a nice big headline on top. So you're giving them a teaser of what the content's going to be that they're going to engage in. Like there's a lot of psychology to getting people to even stop for a second. So making sure you have some really particular specific pieces in line, like the shape of the app asset, the captions, the headlines, nice branding, clean like that. That's really what we do to help marketers so that A, you don't have to be on top of all of the, the new cool stuff that's like the algorithms are now favoring because it changes every day, but also not having to do the legwork yourself just in the actual process of repurposing is where we help too. What about those, you know, it's important that we have original content first to then break up that content into these micro pieces of content, these repurposed assets. So in, in many of the businesses that you work with, what are some of the best forms of original content or cornerstone pieces of content that can be used to be broken up into these social assets? Yeah. My all-time favorite is this, what we're doing right here, because the power of cross-promotion is so massive on social media. So when you have a guest on a podcast or you're interviewing people in general, the beautiful part about that is, yes, you'll post it to your social media accounts and anybody who's your audience may see it. Even then, a very, very small percentage of them are actually going to see it go onto your feed. But if you have 
the person that you've interviewed now share it with their audience. You're getting in front of new eyeballs, likely in the same industry, which is great because you're getting new people to look at that content. But now this piece of content that you created is populating on their feeds and their audience as they like, comment, and all those things, it's going to populate on their feeds. So the cross-promotion power of something like this is really, really huge. A really close second is something that we we actually train on, and it's creating long-form pieces of educational content that, like I was saying before, can be intentionally broken apart into the smaller micro pieces. So what's cool about that is instead of just like making one piece of content that's like, you know, the, the one thing to remember when walking your dog, it's like, you know, you're going to create X amount of steps out of it. Each of those steps are going to repurpose intentfully. And all of those social media assets, the intention is to take that person off of the platform onto like a landing page where now you've got them. You can do retargeting pixels. You can have um, an opt-in with like your digital downloads. So you can now collect their information. The intent is to get them off of the platform. And if you can create content that will make them want to close a loop and see the rest of the content, I think that's the savviest way to be creating. Absolutely. And you know, the other great thing about that is too, when you have the guests, like you mentioned, is then you can kind of piggyback or, or social jack their followers, so to speak, if <laughs> right. they, if they post it on their profile, then some of their followers may go to your account and follow and like, and engage on your account. So I love that aspect of like a co-type of promotion environment. Let's talk next about, you know, what can you actually do with just the written long form, let's say they have this long form case study that's just a long written 2000 word article. (laughs) What's some of the things that you could do to that piece of content? Yeah. You know, that's one of the funnest ones that we get to talk about with like clients and potential clients is because it's like the big aha moment. And traditionally it's been really tough to share written content on social media, because if you put a link in a lot of these platforms, the platform's going to shut it down and they're not going to let anybody see it because they want you to stay there. Right. And then you can't copy and paste an entire 2000 word article on any of these platforms. And in some cases like Instagram, you can't even post links in the first place. So it's like, how do you share blog posts, case studies, things like that. And what we've started to do is create text motion videos out of smaller snippets of it. So in a case study or in a blog article, there's got to be a hundred words in there somewhere that can be pieced together into one coherent thought that then you can say, hey, for the rest of this article, go here, right? The intention is always to send them to your site, but you can create like animated text motion videos, kind of like the goal cast videos that you'll see online. So the text animates in and out. There's some stock video behind it that corresponds with what's being said. You can do some stock music and there's tools that you can do it yourself. Also, like obviously we do it, but what happens is it turns a text piece of content that was very hard to share on any social media platform into a video, which is the most shared form of content on social media. And now you're able to utilize all of that copy. People who have blogs and had no idea how to repurpose them have so much gold that they're sitting on top of now, knowing that they can repurpose them into videos for social. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I've liked the most about this overall strategy that we utilize with your business is I'm not a keyboard warrior. I'm not a person to sit behind a keyboard, and just bang out a long form blog, even though I'm an SEO specialist, right? yeah. I know how to target <laughs> keywords. I know how to rank articles. I just don't love writing content. So doing a podcast like this is a lot of fun because, you know, for our audience, we may chop this up into seven to 20 pieces of of content or more and be able to promote it throughout an entire week. Or if I was doing a webinar, maybe an entire month. And that's just one of the aspects I like about it. And I think that, 
you know, personal injury attorneys specifically, if you're listening, they're getting more involved on podcasts. So they're starting to do podcasts. They certainly do a lot of interviews. And I just think it would be a phenomenal tool because many of them have a difficult time putting out consistent content on their social media networks. Yeah. And they're not alone. It's, it's in every single industry, you know, I mean, I know that that's who you're speaking to most of the time, but that pain is real across the board. So know that you're not alone in the content creation pain. Yeah, absolutely. And we're all consuming just an absolute ton of content on a daily basis. And is there a risk of oversaturation or do we have to continually hit the feed and grab that attention to, you know, it's an attention arbitrage type of situation. Yeah. The tough part about it is ultimately it's really difficult to overdo it. Let's be honest. But one thing that I can say is don't become overwhelmed with having to be on every single platform. Like know what platforms your audience is on. Like pick one that you want to do really, really well. And you know, they're there. Like don't get on TikTok if you know that your audience isn't in their twenties. Like it's just not why, you know, start with something that you know they're there and then you can use the other platforms to supplement and just to make sure that you are creating more brand awareness and you populate consistently. It's just hard because people are like, oh my gosh, I have to be everywhere at all times and I have no idea how to do it. And it's like, calm down, you know, start somewhere. And then there's also all of these tools that you can schedule this stuff out with, you know, like you don't have to physically be on your phone posting stuff. There's a lot of ways to to really help your, your strategy without having to be in front of the computer like the keyboard warriors are. Once you have your content, you have to decide where and when to post it. It can be frustrating and inefficient to constantly be going to multiple sites, especially if you have as much content as Repurpose House gives you. I wanted to know what are some of the tools that Shana uses to help organize and schedule social media posts across platforms. We do this for clients and we tested a whole bunch of them because we needed to know how it was going to work for how we repurpose content for clients, right? So we use eClincher. It's been amazing. We got a chance to test a ton of them and almost all of them do a free trial. So that may or may not be the right fit for you because some of them have limitations. Some of them do things that really may or may not matter to your business. Um, But I challenge you to take a a test drive of a handful of them. Buffer is probably one of the most popular ones. They've been around forever. They're tried and true. You're not going to run into like the platform is down kind of stuff with them. Those two are probably on the higher ranking ones that we were doing. Agora Pulse is great, but it's like on fire. Like there's, it's a much more robust platform. Just depends on how much or little you want. If you want to be engaging via all of the chats in there, like you got to look and see what really matters in your situation. Also, one great tool that people forget about is Facebook Creator Studio. You can schedule and manage posts through that as well if you don't want to invest in one of the scheduling tools. Absolutely. One of the things I wanted to share for our audience too, and I wanted to get your feedback on is just the distinction between what you do. So on one hand, you can submit a ticket and go and kind of repurpose the content yourself, but you also have this content curation service. And that's what we use. I'm more of a hands-off type of person. I like to create the original content, this hand it to your team. So if you could kind of explain how the, the curation portion works of you know pulling out those snippets and things like that. Yeah, for sure. So we have like you were saying, like a done with you solution where you're going through and submitting the content and telling us all of these tiny, you know, pieces of information that we need. Um, then we have 
the next level, which is the curation, which is what you're talking about. So we have digital marketer certified copywriters who work for us and they will have an agency style meeting with your business. Talk about brand tone, brand voice, the messaging you want to consistently have going across your channels, what content you've already created, what you're creating consistently and get on a really strategic schedule of what gets repurposed. They go through all of your stuff for you because some people don't want to have to listen to themselves on podcasts for the last, you know, six months of episodes they've already put in the can. They'll go through all of it. And then they'll also submit those tickets on the ticketing platform on your behalf. So they'll research some really great headlines, put those in there, or they'll pull the image quotes as well. We do up to 25 words for like a really cool quote card that goes along with all of the video as well. They just do all that legwork. And then you would receive a Google Drive folder full of the assets. And then we go as far as if you don't want to deal with the assets after the fact, we will actually schedule them to all of your social media platforms as well. And those same curator will write the social media copy that goes with those assets when they get loaded. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's, it's about as hands-off as you could possibly make it. I guess we just have to focus on the original content aspect and then the promotion would really go to your team. You know, so one of the questions, this is kind of a random one, but does that put a lot of pressure on, on you and your business? Like you're the repurpose house specialist. I mean, like, what do you think there? <laughs> Here's what I can tell you. It's really, really tough when your entire business model leverages on the words of one person. If Gary Vee says something is new or has to be like different or whatever, we have to like move and make changes immediately. <laughs> so he's been kind of quiet lately, which has been super helpful for us and just consistently staying the course. But I mean, yeah, it's been cool because on one hand, we get a chance to trailblaze and be an authority in how to do this really, really well. But on the other hand, we see other companies like learning how to do it from us and doing it really well in their own processes, which is super awesome. So it's like, the more the merrier. Anybody who is starting to repurpose right now and utilizing it really consistently in their processes, they're ahead of the curve. And this is going to be the future of content. Like, yeah, there's going to be people posting selfies and doing all that fun stuff, but it's fun to be at the very beginning of making this something that's just like one piece of the puzzle that's just an obvious, you know what I mean? This should be an everyday obvious thing for people's marketing strategies. And it's cool to be a part of it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's it's a very important piece of that just content marketing flywheel, whether you're writing content or doing video or doing a podcast or doing a webinar, I think it's just critical. Let's talk about content coalition. So you've got a podcast where you where you get to have these experts on that have really blown up their content marketing strategies. Tell Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was such an amazing experience. I actually started that podcast when I was doing the actual video podcast production service before I started Repurpose House. So I had gotten a chance to interview some folks even before I started the company because I knew that this was these were all topics that wanted to be discussed. They kind of sat in Google Drive for a while while I was building Repurpose House because there wasn't really the right place for it. And then once we started and launched, we got like amazing, we like click funnels. We got to talk to GoDaddy. Like there were so many cool people who were like, yes, we want to talk about this stuff. It was humbling and incredible to be such a new company and be able to talk to some of the most amazing minds in marketing. So we got to learn through teaching others, which is one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine you got some really good tidbits there and you're like, we should adjust our service just a little bit because of this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's any day anyway. So as we learn like really cool tips and tricks, like our service and our businesses are always evolving, but yeah, that, that was on like light speed as we talk to people. So definitely happened. In the niche that you're in and what you do, you get to see a lot of different businesses. Let's talk about specifically, you know, B2C, business to consumer. What are, 
What are some of the most popular social media networks from that point? Business to consumer does well on Pinterest is great with business to consumer. I've got some friends who work in that space and I was shocked. They're like, it crushes it. So that's one space that was surprising to me. You can do well on Instagram with B2C. You can do well on Facebook. It really depends again, like where the audience is, like, what are you selling? You know, are you selling to 20 somethings or are you selling to grandma and grandpa? That's going to make a massive difference in what platform it's going to work on. Really, it's it's where's your audience across the board. But I will say that like the biggest difference you'll see with B2C is going to be with Instagram and Instagram, TikTok would be more consumer based. LinkedIn's probably not going to be the platform for you. And it's the opposite for B2B. Yeah, I was going to say that. I would say so for the personal injury attorneys listening, you know, if you're wanting to develop more peer-based business-to-business referral relationships is probably, it's probably LinkedIn, but if it's more consumer, it'd probably be Instagram, maybe Facebook. Facebook, Um, yeah. Yeah, and as you're doing that, it's just, it's about education. One thing that's pretty cool is TikTok is leaning more towards being an educational platform. I think they actually have the tab now where it's like educational content, but a friend and a former client of mine is a plastic surgeon and he got contacted by TikTok because he does a ton of educational information like videos. And they wanted him to be one of the trailblazers of that entire program that they're building. So know that if you're going to engage on TikTok and you want to start educating like a younger audience, education is key on that platform. Like, yeah, the challenges are fun, but they're getting really serious about education. Wonderful. Wonderful. Where can people hear more about Repurpose House and just micro content and everything of that nature? Yeah. I mean, repurposehouse.com honestly is the best place. We have a ton of resources there, which is cool. Obviously it showcases what we do and how we do it, but the blog is consistently being updated with all of like the really cool new stuff that's going on. There's a ton of how-to info there. We've got courses that you can pop into there. The content coalition, like you had mentioned, is there. We're launching a new podcast, which is all interviews with existing clients talking about how they're utilizing repurposing in their strategy. So if you're really excited about repurposing content specifically, that's going to be a really cool show. Again, it's called Content Karate because we chop up all the content. <laughs> so, I like it. Yeah. Um, so the website is the absolute best place. And then of course, on all the social platforms, you can kind of see how we're we're putting our own stuff out there, but our clients' highlights are going to be all on the on the site and they're really what's the most awesome part. Fantastic. Is there is there anything else you'd like our, to share with our audience? You know, the one thing that I just, I like to put out there as much as possible is some people are just afraid to create the content. Like they're afraid of getting in front of the camera because they're like, oh, that little red light or the green light or whatever it is just freaks them out. And the beautiful part about the day and age we're in is that this style content, computer to face, selfie style with your phone, like that's the kind of content that's doing really, really well. So you don't have to hire videographers to come and film you for thousands of dollars. You literally have the device in your pocket. And the coolest part about it is if you film something and you hate it, you can delete it and try it again. So don't be afraid. You just have to get started. And I promise you, the more real and genuine you are, the more your content is going to perform. People love honesty. If you're nervous, say, hey, I'm nervous to film this, but I'm going to tell you guys anyway. And people want to go on that personal journey. So just start filming. Absolutely. Amazing advice there at the end. The barrier to content creation is lower than it's ever been. So don't let that fear stand in the way of making something that will help your business thrive. 
like to thank Shana from Repurpose House for sharing her story with us. And I hope you gained some valuable insights from the conversation. You've been listening to Personal Injury Marketing Mastermind. I'm Chris Dreyer. If you like this episode, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from our listeners. I'll catch you on next week's PIM with another incredible guest and all the strategies you need to master personal injury marketing.